Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Double FM Sports. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm J.R. Mizrak. And uh, today we've got um, a great episode for you guys. Uh, starting off, we're going to recover one of the first live uh, live sports events uh, since the virus hit in UFC. I believe it was 249. Am I right? Yes, UFC 249. UFC 249, which happened on Saturday. We'll, JR and I will dive into that. Then we're going to hit you with a little tad bit of news, take a break. Then we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to talk about the um, every Premier League team's best player, which should be um, very interesting. And then uh, to round off today's episode, we are going to do what we normally do. What we're starting to do is and to, uh, talk about a divisions, an NFL division's rosters. And this time, it'll be the NFC West's teams so yeah let's let's get into it so obviously with usc 249 happening um there are some great fights um yeah i mean i i watched a little bit of it but i know jr definitely has some more info on it than me so i'll i'll let it to him uh yeah uh where, where do we want to start because i know there, there was there were good fights pretty much all night long from the early prelims the whole way to the card fight with Ferguson and Gaethje. I mean, I gotta be honest, probably my favorite fight of the night was the second fight, and that's saying something because that was in the early prelims. And you know, usually the early prelims aren't your best fights. It's usually a bunch of up and coming guys, but it was. Uh, Bryce Mitchell, also known as Thug Nasty, my new number two UFC fighter when it comes to favorites against, I can't remember the guy's name, let me look it up real quick, but the fight the fight was just, it was amazing, I mean, Mitchell had literally, he had the guy's number all night long, all three rounds, he just absolutely dominated I mean, it was amazing to watch. I, I didn't even know what a twister was until Saturday night, and I think I saw it at least 10 times. So, I mean, it, like I said, it was impressive. It was very, very impressive. I don't know how... The guy's name was Charles Rose. I don't know how he didn't tap. Like I said, insanely impressive. Uh, the prelims. The prelims, Ethan, I'm assuming this is what you watched... Right. Probably. Uh, yeah. I mean, the prelims were outstanding. I mean, Vicente Luque versus Nico Price, the first fight of the prelims, they were just hauling off and hitting each other in the head, and it was great fighting. I mean, their chins both held up. It was amazing. Luque ended up coming out on top with a stoppage because of a cut under Nico Price's eye. But again, an amazing fight. I definitely loved watching that one. Uh, the next one, however, though, I don't, I don't know about that. Uh, it's no hate to the strawweight division and the women's strawweight, but it just was. It was not fun to watch, Ethan. I don't know if you saw that one. Did you? Was it the only women's fight of the whole night? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I watched. I didn't watch it. I watched the highlights of it, and I. I it, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it was not interesting. I just think there were better fights out there. But, you know. I, I got to be honest. It, to me, it was boring. I mean, coming in, 
I, I thought Carlos Suarezo would win, which she did end up winning as the favorite. But I just thought with her wrestling dominance that she would, you know, stop it before it came to a decision. And Michelle Watterson, all credit to her, she did what she had to do to get herself through three rounds of fighting. But, you know, it, the strategy wasn't very exciting for people to watch, in my opinion. So, I mean... Good for the two of them. They had a solid three-round fight, but I just didn't think it was that interesting. Yeah, one of the fights I did watch, actually, was the um, the Cowboy Cerrone fight. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that was a big one. I liked that. Obviously, Cowboy lost again. Um, Fourth point in a row, yeah. That's, that's tough. And obviously, like, I don't know what you think about this. He is 37. Do you think he's going to be done? Or, like, what do you think? Do you think... What do you think is going to happen? I don't know. I've heard reports that Cowboy wants to be the first fighter to fight three fights in a week, but I've also heard things saying that he can see the end of the tunnel. So I think he's not done yet, but I think he knows he's getting close to it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and then obviously, like, I mean, I guess you can say the main card was an upset, although, I mean, it based on betting, it was an upset, but... Honestly, I mean, it surprised me because I thought Tony Ferguson, I, he's a freak of nature. He's a complete cardiomaniac. He's damn surprised he didn't. Gaethje Wang didn't surprise me, but the fact that he stopped the fight before all five rounds were out, that kind of surprised me. But, I mean, Gaethje had his number. He was hitting and he fought well. All props out to Justin Gaethje. I'm, I'm hoping that Gaethje gets to fight Khabib whenever Khabib gets out of Russia, so... I'm definitely looking forward to that fight, and I think Gaethje legitimately has a shot to win if he can keep the fight on the feet. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was another fight. That, well, actually, there was two more that I kind of liked. Uh, it won. It, it, it tied with the main card for performance of the night, although it was not nearly as long as the card, the main card fight. Francis Ngannou uh, knocked out his opponent in 20 seconds. Uh, kind of speaks for itself. I mean, he threw like four punches and the fight was over. Yeah. So I I love I like watching that, especially because like those those quick knockouts are electrifying and they're great. The other one that I want to talk about was Henry Cejudo versus Dominic Cruz, and in the end, I had Cejudo. I thought Cejudo would win. He did. Although there's a lot of controversy around that fight. I mean, Ethan, I don't know if you... Did you watch this one? Cause I don't think you, you didn't buy pay-per-view, right? No. Well, what happened was Cejudo caught Cruz with a knee, and Cruz went down, and Cejudo was jumped on top of him and started hitting him. And at one point, the ref broke up the fight and called it. But it looked as though Dominic Cruz was trying to get up. And so there's a lot of controversy as if... Maybe he called the fight a little bit too soon, especially with it being two seconds before the bell. I don't know. I personally do think it was called a little bit soon. It does look like Cruz was getting up in the replay. But, I mean, what can you do? There's different angles, and the referee saw what he thought he saw. And Cejudo retained the belt. But Cejudo will not retain the belt technically because... He shocked the UFC world announcing that he would retire and he is going to pursue real estate, which is 
little bit interesting, especially because he has. I don't think he's fought that too entirely much. If I'm not mistaken, he's like 19 wins or something like that, and only a few losses. So that was kind of a shock. And but that leaves the bantamweight title up for grabs, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll see what happens. Obviously, good sign that sports arc. <laughs> on the way back hopefully because obviously this just happened um and obviously a lot of like uh leagues are starting to lay out plans for when they want to return um to sports and it'll be very exciting um my only my only thing is obviously if all of them come back it just has to be in a safe manner because obviously we don't want the spiking up again and even having to wait longer for sports to return um but it should be exciting. I mean, this summer, I mean, based on what I've heard, there could be, like, a ton of sports going on this summer. So, yeah. it could be very interesting. I, I definitely, I think that'll definitely make it. If, if they're able to do that, they're able to make it work with all the cities. I mean, if, if they're doing what they're talking about, we could literally be talking about hockey playing the playoffs, basketball playing the playoffs, baseball season starting. And you might even be able to mix in some NFL preseason games all around the same time. If they get, if all the sports leagues can work that out, that it works and doesn't have conflicts in like stadiums and stuff. I'm, uh, I think that's definitely a reward for all of us sports fans. Well, not even to mention like the Premier League once is com- probably going to come back too. So like soccer is going to come back as well, which we'll get into yeah. in a little bit. But like, yeah, it's just like. It it'll be it'll be nice to have sports return because obviously like until this happened we've pretty much been without sports for a solid two months in America. I know like in other countries they're still doing like baseball and other stuff, but in America we we haven't really had sports until this. So it was good to see this, um, and it's and it's good to see that this could possibly lead to better things. So I'm 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 excited to see where this goes, and I I, I hope I'm hoping the summer we have a lot of sports to watch because normally in the summer part like unless the World Cup happens like obviously got baseball, but other than that there's not not really much to watch. Yeah. This summer it's gonna be like you're gonna be watching everything. At least hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. So, yeah. Um, it'll be it'll be exciting. So. Uh yeah, that was a great UFC event. Um, other when's the next one? Do we know? I mean, there are fight nights both the thirteenth and fifteenth. They're not nearly as big. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't know if any of the UFC may like the card fights have been announced of like when they're actually happening. Okay. I see one on June sixth, but. I'm not entirely sure if they have, they, yeah, it doesn't have anything, and so I'm, I'm not sure if that was a previously planned one they had to postpone or what, but there, there should be more USC fights coming, I'd assume. Yeah. All right, well, uh, that's what's going on in the UFC world as of now. Um, I guess we can move in. Before we take our break, do a little tad bit of news. Obvious, uh, JR, you said you had some stuff you wanted to talk about. So, Yeah, not much besides the UFC fight, but there is a little bit. Uh, the first first-round pick to sign his deal was defensive tackle out of Auburn. Derek Brown signed a nice four-year rookie deal worth about $23.5 million with the Panthers. Uh, 
mean, it's not much to talk about, but, you know, it's just, it's the first one of the year, so congrats to Derek Brown. He's definitely uh, hopefully going to be able to get some more money along the way. I have a promising career. Well, I know, based on our draft reaction, I know you're very happy the Panthers took him instead of another player. Yes, I, I am very <laughs> happy the Panthers went the route of Derek Brown. Uh, definitely very happy about that. Yeah, all right, well... Um, uh, what's piece of news, Ethan? I don't know if you're gonna like this. Uh huh. This is uh, two days ago. Uh, Ethan, I know, I know you, you're definitely not gonna like this. Not even probably not. You definitely aren't. Uh, I'm not 100 sure how you say his name, but to attack of my lowest little brother. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> entering the draft, the transfer portal. Yeah. And. Ethan, I, I want to get your opinion on that. Cause I know you said you'd be. I think you texted me that you'd be fine, but I really don't know how. Um, <laughs> you feel about that. I mean, it's more of the the name that I'm upset that's leaving. Cause obviously, like, Tonga Vailoa, obviously we had to. Uh, he won us a championship uh, off the bench. So, and I I do like their the Tonga Vailoa family. Um, so. That more than anything's hard. The hard that's gonna be the hardest thing for me. Um, if I know he's entering the transfer, so, I and rumors are actually that he that since two is in, uh, Miami, um, they might he might try to pick somewhere close to home. So look out for maybe maybe even the Miami Hurricanes. Uh, may possibly getting him, but. Yeah, it's it's the name. Obviously, uh, we never really saw him play, so um, I don't know. I don't really know if I can make a fair assessment whether that's well. Obviously, it's bad for us, but we do have two um, quarterbacks still that are going to compete, and I think Bryce Young, uh, who we got this year, and Mac Jones, who uh, played a couple games last year uh, with two of his injuries. So obviously, it sucks losing Talia, but I. I, th- I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay. I mean, if I do recall, you did tell me that people were saying that his younger brother could be better than him. I, I did, yes. That is true. He, he could. I don't know if he if he is, though. Because I've never, I've never, he's never played. So I don't know. If those, are, if, those are, if those are the reports, that's a little bit bigger of a loss than just a loss. I mean, you're talking about a guy who won you a national championship, was in the Heisman race. I mean, and to lose his younger brother, who is supposed to be better than him, and with no no offense to Mac Jones, he's Mac probably Jones, I think he is better than Mac Jones, but no, 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 I'm not even saying Mac. I'm not saying he's better than Mac Jones because I think he definitely is. But Mac Jones, I just don't think is the answer for Alabama. I really don't. I think I'm not gonna lie. if anything, it might be it, now that Tolly is transferring. It might be this um, four star we got, Bryce Young. Um, but even then, you're talking about you're talking about a freshman who is exactly yeah. So I don't know. I feel like Alabama's going to be hurting at the quarterback position. Yeah, I I I think you're right. Um, I think we've already talked about not not our predictions, but we already talked about like how teams are going to. I I I I don't think Alabama's going to have that good of a season. Um, I I think we'll be a top twenty five team. I I we'll get we'll we'll get a hopefully decent bowl game. I, I don't think we're going to be like a top 10 team or anything. I would agree with that, yeah. I, I don't think we're going to be terrible. I don't think we're going to be good, though. Yeah. 
I, cause I, yeah, I like, I think we'll still make the top 25. We'll probably be like, maybe like a 17 or 18 or something like that. Not bad, not bad. Which, I mean, I know like Alabama standards always win, but I mean, I'll, I'll take that. Like, obviously, like, we lost a lot of guys this year, so, I mean, I don't want to say this year's a rebuilding year, but this year's not going to be as good as previous years we've had. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can definitely agree with that. Um, okay, never mind. Yeah, um, no, I I think I personally think this year it's gonna be between Ohio State and Clemson uh, for the championship. I think those two will go head to head. I think it's clear cut Clemson. I don't think Ohio State has a shot. Yeah, well, no, I'm saying uh, that I'm saying that's a championship match. I don't. I don't even think Ohio State will make the playoffs. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, no, no disrespect to Ohio State. I hate them because I'm a Michigan State fan, but they're a great team, and I just. I don't. I don't think losing two your losing two of the best college defensive prospects. That's and true. J.K. Dobbins, who is honestly probably a little under the radar. I feel like even after how big his season was. Yeah. Well, and also the other thing is like. Apart from like T. Higgins and Isaiah Simmons, Clemson yeah. didn't lose that much. Yeah, they still true. have they still have Trevor Lawrence. They still have a great running back in Travis Etienne. Honestly, in my opinion, Etienne was the best running back in college football last year. Better than Jonathan Taylor. Better than J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, well, I think, but you and me have both talked about how we love the um, Oklahoma State team coming up. Oh, yeah. Uh, Me and you are both on that Oklahoma State bandwagon. Oh, no, no, not bandwagon. I'm not going to be cheering for Oklahoma State. I just, I recognize the fact that there are talents there. Yeah, I I think they could, they could, bit of a hot take, they could maybe be the Big 12 champion this year. Yeah, I mean. Because Oklahoma's, Oklahoma's vulnerable right now, and so is Baylor. I mean, in my opinion, I don't, I don't got anything against Baylor, but I don't, I don't think they're going to have the season they had last year. And Oklahoma's coming into a season with a young, inexperienced quarterback and Spencer Rattler. I don't know. I mean, I can definitely see Oklahoma State being a top two Big Twelve team if they don't win the championship. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. This college football season should be very interesting. Um, it it should be exciting because. I mean, I think I've said this before, but like, in the college football playoff, there could be some teams you've seen before. Like, I'm, I, I, I would think Clemson makes it, and I, I maybe uh, that's, that's a lock for me. Maybe Ohio State slips in at the four. Maybe I don't know, but you might also see some new teams in there. Yeah, like, I, I don't know if they're a new team, but Georgia could possibly that's not that's not a new team they finished top five the last two years okay well that's that's you hating on them no i said they could possibly get in there yeah that's not that's not a new team yeah years i don't know it'll it'll be interesting um so with that being said we're gonna take a little break here while you uh listen whoa 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 what what I got two things for you. Oh, okay. Uh, reported yesterday, Kevin Durant said that if even if the Nets were to like make the playoffs and they were to go through the playoffs, he would not be coming back this season. 
for sure. Huge loss for the Nets. I mean, obviously, they spent a lot of money on for him to set up the complete season, even though he's going to basically have over a year to recover from his Achilles injury. So, huge loss there in Brooklyn. And just reported a couple hours ago, uh, seven foot two inch center Kai Soto is going to skip college and go play for the G League team oh, and no. pair up with Dacian Nix, uh, Isaiah Todd, Jalen Green. I don't know about you, but I might have to start tuning into some G League games. I know, yeah, I know, and it's like it's, it's three five stars and a four star plus the guys who are already on the team. I mean, I definitely might have to watch this. Yeah, the G League team. might be something to watch. Yeah, I mean, I think you we we've talked about uh, our opinions on that before, so we won't get into it. But yeah, yeah, is that it for news for you? Hey, oh, I just remembered this. I have it in my notes, but I didn't have it. Uh, this is another one, Ethan. I think we talked about this in a, a podcast or two ago with uh, Jordan and Carson. We talked about the NCAA and stuff. And I think we talked about it last one, too, about how colleges are having these uh, scandals. And your boy Zion just came out with one. And they're being, isn't he being sued for like $100 million or something like that? $100,000? Zion? What? Yeah, you haven't seen that. Zion's got this huge thing about him getting stuff from Duke and to come there. Oh, no. He's being sued for a bunch of money. I know. I remember he sued someone else. Nah, he's being sued right now. By who? I don't know, but I know there's... I haven't heard about... I haven't heard about this. Has it been in the news? Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to have to look that up then. Okay. Well, yeah, it's all over the place, dude. They're, they're trying to get him to admit to it, even though they've already talked about it. Zion's former agent claims the basketball star received improper benefits to play at Duke. Huh. What was this? this well, is... What do you have to say about that? Because I know we both agree that if players are getting paid a bunch of money to come play... Oh, no, no, wait. Hold on a sec. This, the former marketing, this, I think he sued them, too. He sued this agency, too, for something. Are you sure? I'm... Right here. $200 million. I said it demanded 100 I have $100 million. I see 200 on Sports Illustrated. Okay, that must be 200 Yeah. Wow. Okay. I need, yeah, I need to do before I make any like opinions about it. I need to do a lot more, uh, uh more research on it. So. Oh come on, Ethan! He's being sued for getting benefits. Yeah, but did he actually get benefits? I don't know. Did DeAndre Ayton actually get benefits? Yes. Okay, it's the same exact thing. You're just protecting your Duke boy. No, I'm not saying he's innocent, or I'm not saying he's guilty. I'm saying. I don't know anything about this because I just heard about this from you right now. I'm telling you right now, it's not it's not fake. There's nothing you can research. Well, no, okay. Here. When no, here, but I found something from April twenty seventh. Says Zion Williamson won a preliminary legal battle in North Carolina federal court last week, but now faces prospects of fighting a three front war 
of competing lawsuits concerning his broken relationship with Prime Sports Marketing and Gina Ford. That's the same person. Yeah. Um. Based, um, yeah, based on what I'm seeing here, this, as much as I hate to say it, Duke could have paid him. I think Duke definitely paid him, and I think, I think that scandal's coming to Duke now. Ethan, what do you guys say about that? Oh, God. If it does, well... I don't know. I just don't. I I don't see Coach K being the type of guy to do that. That just doesn't make sense. Yeah, did you see any of these guys who are top level guys paying their players? I mean, yeah, I saw Sean Miller playing paying people. Duh. No, but did you see that before the reports came out? I mean, I mean, I don't think there's. I don't think there's. I don't think the 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 like public know enough about these guys to say I don't think they would ever do that or I think they would do that until the reports come out and then it's like oh yeah geez okay this has been happening for a while um I mean I know the the thing with Zion is everybody expected him to go to Clemson or South Carolina being from Spartan yeah I I, you're right you you are very right you're very right I do remember it it was a very big upset when he picked Duke and you know, a lot of a lot of people were shocked over that. So mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that adds to the fact that this happened, but I mean that kind of shows that there was an opportunity that kind of was like, huh, what is he doing? Yeah. Um No, I'm kinda of, I'm just in shock right now. I I I how do, I don't know how I didn't see this. They've just been going on for a few days. <sighs> okay. Well, I mean, like, I don't really, the thing is, like, I'm not saying this to protect Duke, but I am i don't really think I can have an opinion until I hear, like, the final verdict. I don't, I don't think, if he's, if he's legitimately getting sued and they think that, if they, if they legitimately think that they can sue this, like, these, him for this, I don't, I don't think there's any way that something didn't happen. Maybe it's not as much as they're saying it is, but something definitely happened there with Zion. I, I, yeah, I think you're right. Something did happen. I just, well, I just, I don't know the severity of it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, so, um, I guess, well, we'll, we'll have more info on that, uh, as yeah, it, I, as it comes out. I'm definitely, I'm, I don't want to say I'm looking forward to it, but I'm, I'm definitely interested to see what happens with that. Well, why? Because you hate Duke? No, I just want to see what happens. I mean, that's that's huge. I mean, we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars, dude. That's a lot of money. No, wait, who would, who would... Would that be, like, just Zion paying that, or would that be everyone? Well, that, that's them suing Zion. Why aren't they suing, why aren't they suing Duke, then, as well? Well, I mean, the NCAA will probably... They'll launch an investigation. But, I mean, they're filing the lawsuits against Zion. Well, obviously, like, with all the um, allegations coming out, this could be another one that... Yeah. Wow, yeah, I didn't see this. Well, I mean, I guess we'll... we'll, All I got to say is we'll have more information 
as it reveals itself to um to you guys um yeah this is um Ethan you're in shock I know yeah I, I am <laughs> I can tell you this right now I I I want to say ninety nine percent guarantee that Michigan State is not involved in this because I can tell you right now besides like Miles Bridges and Darren Jackson Michigan State hardly ever gets the recruits they even need to pay. <laughs> Am I, should I, if this does come out, I don't know if I want to be a Duke fan anymore. Ethan's gonna switch up. No, well, cause like, I don't want to be a fan of like a school that like, if anything, I'd just switch to like Penn State or something. I mean, that's fair enough knowing that we're from Pennsylvania. I don't want to say I mean, I'd switch to Michigan State, but I've always, that, I've, I've never okay. Let me let me say this. I've never, never hated. Had a problem with them. I've never yeah exactly. I've never had a problem with Michigan State. I've always wait, like. Wait, are you sure you have you had a problem with them because even though okay yes even though they've beaten us before. Even though they beat like, I, <laughs> Lehigh beat us and I don't have a problem with them. Because Lehigh's a nobody. UNC oh no I do have a problem with UNC but um, exactly. um, no like. I don't, I don't have a problem with Michigan State. They beat us fair and square, and that's it. Like they're a good, they were a good team. All right. I'm not gonna switch to them, but I've never had a problem with them. Fair enough. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think we should take a break, um, because yeah. we're, we're thirty minutes in, so we're running a little, we're running very long. Um, so we hope, uh. We hope you enjoyed the first segment, and now we have a sponsored ad for you to listen to from our good friends at Anchor, so make sure you check this out. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome back. Uh, thank you for listening to that ad, and as I said before, we're going to get into the next um, piece of our show here, and we're going to talk about every Premier League club's best or slash most important player. So, um, how, how what order do you want to go in for this? I say we just go in alphabetical order. Okay, so do we want to start off with Arsenal then? Technically, I have AFC Bournemouth at one because AFC technically is ahead of Arsenal. Uh, so do you want to start with Bournemouth then? Sure. Okay, sure. Um, I said... who? Do you want to go first or I go first? It doesn't matter to me. I'm debating between two people, so... Uh, you can... Uh, okay, I'll go first. I said Josh King. Josh King. Yeah, that's respectable. I mean... I just think he's been very valuable to them, especially since they're, like, dealing with relegation. I just think he's he's been, like, one of the key pieces in trying to... in attempting to keep them above. But... Yeah. Right now, I'm looking between uh, Nathan Ake and Cal uh, Wilson. Uh, okay, yeah. Ake's been a good defensive piece for them. He's decently young at 25. And uh, Wilson's had 10, 9, nine ten goals this season, so he's leading the team in scoring. And, yeah, I mean, there's there's not many great players on Bournemouth, not, not to hate, but, you know, like you said, they are facing relegation, so. Yeah, so, all right, well, I mean, both those players are respectable. No, no issues there. I guess we'll move on to Arsenal next. Yeah. Okay, for me... This might be a bit of a wild card. I said Aubameyang. I no, think. I agree with you. 
Because I said I said he's had 15 Premier League goals this season. I think he's just been very valuable to them. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, the only real, the only one that I'd really say is close is probably like I don't know. I think I think Aubameyang's probably your best the best guy for sure. All right. I'm, um. It was just maybe some maybe some time ago, but not now. Yeah. So Aston Villa next, right? Yeah, I think. I right. said this is a this is an interesting one. I said Jack Grealish. Um, he's their top goal scorer and um assist maker. Yeah, uh, I I'd, I'd agree with you on that one. Grealish has had some pretty bad luck. Yeah, well, I I've looked up a stat here. He's the most fouled player in the Premier League. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's had he's had it rough, but Grealish, I think Grealish, probably for sure the best player on Aston Villa. Yeah, um, for Brighton, um, I said Lewis Dunk. Um, he he's only missed two games this year. Um, top, he's there. He's like a really good center back. He also is third top goal scorer and the second most assists. And he's a third top goal scorer with two goals, which that that's not very good, but and a second most assist, but I just think he's very valuable in their defense for them. Yeah. This might have some bias because I know my, my Foxes and Leicester are looking to sign him at some point, but I agree with you on that one. That he's their better player. <laughs> he's their better player. Um Burnley. See this thing, I don't know anything about Burnley. So I, I, I just said someone I actually know. I said Dwight McNeil. Uh, I just said, like... Not even gonna lie. I just, like, because basically I, what I've seen is, like... I, from what I've seen, like, all of the people said he, like, works, like, the hardest and stuff. And I, I just... And he's, like, he's got the stamina to beat, like, virtually any right back in the game, according to them, so... Based on that, I said him, but... He also is 19, which is kind of impressive. Yeah, exactly. But then again, it's Burnley, so they don't really have much anyway, but... Yeah, I mean, you got a solid goalkeeper in Nick Pope. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So who are you saying? Know. I don't know if there's a clear-cut best player on Burnley. All right. Do you want to move on, or do you... Yeah, let's All right. move on. To Chelsea... This might be an interesting one. I said Jorginho. Jorginho? Jorginho? I don't know how you say it, but I just think, with, obviously with Conte's injury right now, um, he's really had to step up, and I think he's done a really good job at stepping up for them. So I think he's very in, um, he's very indispensable. Like He's like the guy you do not want to get rid of if you're Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, I'm going off the fact that he is injured that he's still the best player on Chelsea. I think Conte is the best player. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a great defensive midfielder. Yeah. There's much more to say. He can control the ball exceptionally well. You watch him play for France in the World Cup. You watch him play on Chelsea. I mean, he's an exceptional player. However, I do got to say, and this guy is a little... You, you might question this, but he's been explosive for Chelsea in the first half of the season. Tammy Abraham... He's young. Yeah, yeah, I've I've heard of him. I've seen him play. He's 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 very explosive. He's he's definitely good. So maybe he's not second, but I definitely I I do like what he's been doing for Chelsea this past year. 
Yeah. Um, Crystal Palace, I mean, there's really only one option for me right now. I said Wilfried Zaha. Yeah, he's he's kind of the overarching. And I think yeah. he I think he wants to leave too. <laughs> yeah. I I've, I've heard some transfer rumors. Yeah. Well the transfer rumors start to heat up now because normally right now like the season's like a week away from being over, so that now it's like starting when the transformers start to heat up. So it again, like I said, we'll report whenever we get information about that. So um yeah. moving on to now my favorite team. Oh, Everton. Um I wanna I wanna hear your opinion about this first. I don't know. Maybe there's some I mean I feel like there's 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 good players all around. There's no real like That I'm actually, I'm actually not going to say either of those guys. You're going to go like Richarlison or something. I'm going Richarlison. Yeah, he's just a, he's a, he's he's our best goals. He's our top goal scorer. Um, he's very explosive. Um, I I think he's our best player. Don't get me wrong. Um, Dina and Pickford are both great too. So, I mean, our teams our team's not the best, but we're we're okay. We're hanging in there. Um, oh. Lester now. Yeah. Oh, your favorite. You say about that. Now I know who your favorite player is. Who's my favorite player? James Madison. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna say purely because of goal score. I'm gonna say Jamie Vardy. Now this is this is definitely, and I'm not even gonna say maybe it definitely is my bias, but I've got like five guys that I'm trying yeah. to decide between. Is Jamie Vardy in there? Jamie Vardy is one. Obviously, his pace is exceptional. It's probably some of the best. I know James Madison's in there. James Madison is in there. Um, um, Johnny Evans? No, Johnny Evans is not that great. No offense to him. Great defender, but not that great. Kaglar Soyunku? Soyunku? Yes, he is, he is part of that. He did. He made the... Uh, the all Premier League team this past this this season. Well, oh, who's your goalkeeper? Is it Peter Schmeichel? It's Casper Schmeichel. Oh, I always mix those two up. But I think honestly, and this is probably this is this is probably gonna come to a surprise to you. I think if I had to choose two of the five that I'm going between, it's gonna be Soyunku. And one that you didn't even mention, Wilfred and Didi. CDM, yeah. one of the best. I'm pretty sure he leads the league in tackles. I think he's, he's one of the top CDMs in Premier League, uh, I almost said basketball, Premier League soccer. Okay. Moving on to uh, Liverpool. Oh, I don't have a problem with them. Yeah, because you, like, you don't like live like a mile away from them. I mean, I did have a problem with them when they took Allison from Roma, but it's all right. <laughs> um, for me, it's between two. Um, I'm just gonna say Van Dyke. I think I'm gonna go with Van Dyke, but I think Salah's up Mane, there. Both Mane and Salah yeah. could argue. You could argue for both of them. Yep. All right, moving on to Manchester City. 
For me, I'm going to say Kevin De Bruyne. I respect that. I feel like the two obvious choices are Aguero and Kevin De Bruyne, but I don't know. I kind of I I think Bernard. I mean, I like Bernardo Silva. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't know. Aguero's got that goal scoring touch though, and De Bruyne can just he can manage the field exceptionally well. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely one of those three for me. I think I'm going to go with. Bernardo Silva just because I feel like he manages the field just as well as De Bruyne and he's a little bit younger. Yeah. And a little bit more pacey. Um, alright, Manchester United. Um, for me, I'm gonna go with their new their new signing, um, in Bruno Fernandez. I would say Bruno Fernandez for me is second. Uh he's had a really great impact ever since signing with United, but we're talking about one of the greatest keepers in the league or in the world is David De Gea. So yeah. I think De Gea is their top player. I know. I, I think Jordan would say Luke Shaw. I know we had that conversation with him. But yeah. I don't know if Luke Shaw is in my top three. Um, For Newcastle, I'm going to say their goalkeeper, Martin Dubrovka. Dubrovka? I guess that's how you say it. I think he's made the most saves in the Premier League and has the uh, six high save percentage, so he's been very helpful for them. Yeah. I think if in, like, a year, I'd pick whoever they sign because they're definitely going to be signing. Oh, yeah, they got, they got money to spend. But for now, for now, they have some, they have some all right players, I mean, St. Maximin's young. He's a good winger slash midfielder. Midfielder. Yeah, their goalkeeper though. You kind of said why. Well, I think I'm gonna go with him as well. Just yeah. Because there's there's not much you know high level talent in Newcastle at least right now. Yeah. Um, Norwich. I'm gonna go with um 21 year old Todd Cantwell. I'd have to disagree. Really? Yeah. Now I, I don't know. I have I don't know anything about Norwich and I'm not looking at stats, but Timu Puki had an insane start to his year. I don't honestly know if it continued, but I think he's a goal scoring phenomenon and uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with him as the top guy for Norwich. Okay. Moving on to Sheffield. This might be a little bit of um an interesting one. Um, I'm going to say their goalie, Dean Henderson, because he's second in terms of clean sheets and save percentage. And obviously with um, Sheffield having an amazing year this year, um, he's been a key factor in that. Yeah, I'm also going to go Dean Henderson for those reasons, along with the ones that I don't recognize anyone in the starting line. <laughs> um, Southampton. Uh that's a joke. <laughs> I'm going to say Danny Ings. He scored nearly half their goals. and Oh, I know why he said it was a joke now, because they lost 9 nothing to Leicester. Yep. I think... I, I'm going to say Danny Ings, though. Yeah, between... For me, it's between Danny Ings and... Actually, yeah, no. <laughs> Danny Ings really it. Tottenham. Oh, this could be interesting. You and I have talked about this player before, and I think I'm going to go with him. Um, I'm going to go with Lucas Mora. Yeah, 
I'm not. I'm going to go with Harry Kane, one of the best strikers in English football. Okay, that's fair. Um, Does Luka Moore come off the bench for Harry Kane sometimes? Well, I'm saying when, when Harry Kane and Sung both were out, like he, he played really well. So. Nah, I got Kane. I definitely got Kane that one. Okay. For Watford. Um, I don't know how to say this guy's name. Abdule Ducor? Abdule Ducor, we'll say. Um, uh, I don't know. He just sees a second top goal scorer. He's, yeah, he just he seems very valuable to their team. So. Yeah, that, that's probably who I'll go with again. I don't know many of these players on Watford because they're not, you know, top talents that you hear about all the time, but I have heard of Ducor before. So based on the fact that I at least know his name, I think that's who I'll go with. All right. Uh, we have two teams left. We have West Ham and then Wolves. West for West Ham. Um, I'm gonna go with another keeper here. Uh, I'm gonna go with Lu- Lukas Fabianski. Fabianski, I think is how you say it. But yeah, I'm going oh with him. I'm gonna go with I-, I like him, and maybe it's because I watched him play before he was in the drum, But Sebastian Haller is a good striker. I think he's probably the best player on West Ham because of his goal scoring ability. All right, then we move on to the last team. Um, we have Wolves. I'm going to say this guy who uh, I, I personally think is really underrated. I'm going to go with Raul Jimenez. Raul Jimenez. Yeah, he's definitely up there. I mean, Diogo Hota is yeah. very good wing. Ruben Neves is really good at the midfield. I think I'm going to go with their goalkeeper, though, Ray Patricio. I think he's one of the better goalkeepers in the Prem. I think I'll go. I think I'll go with him. Okay. All right. So that's the Premier League, who our opinions are on the best player. So, yeah, that was good. Um, Moving on to the final uh, segment of this episode, um, we're going to. We're gonna get into the um schedules next uh next episode for the teams, but today we're gonna be looking at the um. Uh, the um rosters for the teams in the NFC West, um, uh, which is. Probably the best division in the league right now, based on the teams that are in it. So. We're gonna start off. We're gonna start off by the highest ranked to the lowest ranked uh from last year. So. We're going to start off with the um, Super Bowl runner-ups in the 49ers. Now, do you want to switch roles where I do offense and you do defense? Or do you want to keep... Uh, you want to no, keep... You can get your offense. Okay. Offense, it, offense for the 49ers. Um, quarterback, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, mixed opinions about him. I don't. How do you feel about Jimmy Garoppolo, JR? I feel like people don't give him enough credit because people are like, Jimmy Garoppolo is not even a top-half quarterback, and I agree. Jimmy Garoppolo isn't, you know, an outstanding quarterback. He's not Tom Brady, not Drew Brees, not Aaron Rodgers. He's not even Ben Roethlisberger. But Jimmy Garoppolo is an insanely good game manager, and obviously that proved very important for the 49ers they were the team that made it to the Super Bowl last year so I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a perfect fit for the 49ers and the fact that he can do what they need him to do to make them win games yeah even if it's not take over 
Yep. Um, running backs looking very good. You um obviously lost Matt Breda, but you still have. Do they still have Jarek McKinnon? Yeah. They do. Okay. But obviously they got like Raheem Mostert who went off last year. They also got a solid veteran in Tevin Coleman. So the running back core is looking pretty solid. Obviously, and you got Kyle Uzjek, um at fullback for them, and he's uh, one of the best fullbacks in the league right now. So, um, yeah. moving on to wide receiving core, um, very young, obviously drafted drafting Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State, um, Debo Samuel who had a breakout year last year. You got solid guys in Dante Pettis, Travis Benjamin. Um, yeah, wide, wide receiving core is good too. And obviously tight end, you got um, undoubtedly one of the best tight ends in the league, um, George Kittle. So you're set there for a while. And he's also like, he's only a four-year pro, so obviously you're set tight end for a good bit. Um, Looking at the O-line, obviously Joe Staley retired. Am I right? Yes, he did retire. Yes. So he will no longer be the left offensive tackle. Um. I mean, there are O-lines okay. I mean, they got Western Richburg, Lakin Thompson. Now Justin School take that position of Joe Staley. Tom Cobb. No, what? No, he won't. Who will? Trent Williams will. Oh, shoot, they got Trent Williams. Oh, no, I forgot about that. Yeah, no, never mind. Um, Trent Williams will take that role. So, yeah, O-line solid. Uh, yeah. Um, moving on for you, the defense. Well, I mean, I think we saw pretty much <laughs> the one of the best defensive lines we've seen in modern day football in the 49ers defensive line. I mean, Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa, D. Ford, Solomon Thomas. They had DeForest Buckner, but they traded him and picked up Javon Kinlaw. I think I like Javon Kinlaw. I think he's a good player out of South Carolina. I mean, the linebacking core is all right. Fred Warner, in my opinion, one of the more underrated linebackers. He had a great season. Dre Greenlaw was a rookie last year. He played amazing. Quan Alexander, he was good. I mean, there's not much to complain about in linebacking core. The secondary is a little bit old with Richard Sherman and Jason Verrett and Jimmy Ward all above 27. But, I mean, it's not bad at all. The safety is probably their weakest spot. Yeah. And even then, they have guys like Jaquiski Tart, who are at least solid and can play their role. So the defense is looking, in my opinion, just about as good as last year, maybe even a little bit better. And then special teams is, I mean, you got Robbie Gold. He's an all-time great kicker, so. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and obviously, I think that's a great move, trading away DeForest Buckner. And then picking up Javon Kinlaw, who in turn could be just as good, if not better, than him. So, yeah, it'll be very exciting to see. Yeah, the 49ers didn't lose that much. The only really big guy they lost was Emmanuel Sanders this year. Yeah. So, we'll see how that goes. And moving on to the um, second-best team in that in the division, we have the Seattle Seahawks. Um, looking at offense, obviously, one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now uh, with Russell Wilson, so you're, you're easily set there. Um, for running backs... Chris Carson had a uh, um, a big load last year, and he, he did pretty good with it. And obviously got Rashad Penny behind him, so nothing to complain about there. Wide receiving core, obviously DK Metcalf, who showed signs of potential last year. He also have Tyler Lockett and Philip Dorsett. 
So, um, looking solid there. Tight ends. Um, you got, like, a long-time guy that's been there for a while, Luke Wilson. You also signed Greg Olson. And you also have Jacob Hollister and Will Disley. So, tight end core solid. Um, O-line, I mean, it's not that great. Yeah, I would agree with that. There's so, I mean, it's, it's okay. Not the best we've ever seen. But, yeah, I think uh, defense now. Yeah, the defensive line is all right. And they got a veteran in Bruce Irvin. He was good during his prime, but I'd say he's out of it now. I mean, I like Puna Ford as a defensive tackle. Jerome Reed's all right. No one really special on the defensive line, though. Yeah. Linebacking core, though, I would say the linebacking core is just as good, if not the, as good as the third. Just as good, if not better, than the 49ers linebacking core. Because they have guys like Bobby Wagner, who, I mean, that that's pretty much the bulk of it. They're KJ. Bobby, Bobby Wagner, who? KJ Wright and Shaquem Griffin, but too. KJ Wright's all right. Shaquem Griffin's all right. I like Jordan Brooks out of Texas Tech. They picked him with what is their first-round pick, I believe. You know that they gave that draft grade a D plus. I like Jordan Brooks, personally. I don't know why they didn't like that. Yeah. But, I mean, cornerbacks, Shaquille Griffin's good. He's young. Trey Flowers is good. He's young. Quentin Dunbar's all right. Solid there, safety. Eh, Quadre Diggs, all right. Bradley McDougal's all right. No one really good at safety, just like the Niners. And um, special teams, they got some young guys, and Jason Myers and Michael Dixon. Again, they're all right. No huge names when it comes to special teams, but yeah, Seahawks team is, you know, not bad. Yep. So moving on, we have the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Um <laughs> Obviously, quarterback Jared Goff. I mean, uh, I've heard mixed opinions about him, so we'll see how that goes. Running back course, obviously losing a big. Ethan, what's what's your opinion on Jared Goff? My opinion? Yeah, I want to hear your opinion. Um, I mean, he's easy. I think he's, I think he's all right. I think he just, I think he fits their system. I feel like people give him. I feel like people hate on him too much. I mean, they had an eight and eight season last year, right? Nine and seven, eight and eight. What was it? Nine and seven. Yeah. I mean, he's like what twenty five years old. Yeah. 26. He's young. He had one bad season, and they still went nine and seven. Yeah, I, mean, I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Running backs, you got two young guys in Malcolm. Obviously, with losing Todd Gurley, you got two young guys in Malcolm Brown now and Daryl Henderson Jr., both who showed signs of potential last year. So, um, wide receiving core, um, obviously, uh, you got Cooper Cup, who's, in my opinion, very underrated. And you also have Robert Woods, who played well last year as well. Um, so, wide receiving core is solid. Tight ends, eh. No, there's not really much going on. You got Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett, both solid. Not not the greatest you're gonna see, but not terrible. Um, Geno line. You got Andrew Whitworth, Rob Avenstein, Austin Blythe. I mean, it's solid again. Nothing nothing too much to say there. So, um, I guess the defense. Yeah, I mean the defensive line is obviously. 
you know, led by Aaron Donald, whether you want to consider him a defensive tackle or defensive end, he's one of the best defensive players in football. So that that's a huge plus sign for them. Along with him, they have guys like Ashawn Robinson and the young Ja'Kai White, who, you know, are promising guys both under the age of 25. So the defensive line's all right. I mean, Leonard Floyd, Samson Abukam, Abukam, they're all right in the linebacking core. Uh, Kenny Young, they got him from the Ravens. He's all right, too. No standout linebacker like Fred Warner or Bobby Wagner for the Seahawks and Niners, but a solid linebacking core all, all around. The cornerbacks, again, another one of the best players at his position, Jalen Ramsey. He's 25, so he's young. He's good. He can still develop one of the best corners in the league. Besides that, their secondary kind of hurting, in my opinion. I don't think there's really anybody that's big, big name to compare with Jalen Ramsey on the Rams. So they're all right. I expect them to do about the same as last year. Maybe a game better, maybe a game worse. Yeah. And then moving on to your favorite team, the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, yeah. All right. So well, let's go in. I'm going to start off with the offense and wrap this show up. Um, Obviously, Kyler Murray won Rookie of the Year last year. Um, looking to have a big year this year. Um, yeah. Um, running backs, obviously getting rid of David, David Johnson's contract was very smart. Um, and you, got, you you have a guy like Kenyon Drake right now who can who fit the, who fit their system very well. So excited to see him play as a full time starter next year. Um, Moving on wide receiving core, you're you're stacked on wide receivers. Obviously, returning Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, you got Christian Kirk, and as well as speedster Andy Isabella. So looking very strong there. I think you're gonna say you are you are leaving out one guy. You're leaving out one guy, and uh, this is probably you know people don't think of him as a good wide receiver because he hasn't played a game in the NFL yet because he was hurt coming out of college, but Hakeem Butler is a huge target. Out of oh, the yeah. So, uh, if, if he gets to play, look out for him, too. I mean, there's five wide receivers for you. No, obviously, you're going to agree with me. Tight ends, not looking too hot right now. No, it definitely isn't. Max Williams is all right, but I'm not liking our tight end situation at all. Um, then you have the O-line. It's pretty bad. Don't <laughs> It's bad. Uh, yeah, I was going to say it was okay, but uh, as JR said it, it's not the greatest O-line we've ever seen, I'll, to put it nicely. But, you know, I feel like the, the Cardinals always struggle with O-line for some reason. Yeah, they've never, had, they've never really had a solid, like, top five guy on a line. And they've always been all right. But... Yeah. Yeah, so moving on to the defense. The defense is a little thin. I mean, the defensive line doesn't have many guys that you consider that great. But they get the job done. Corey Peters is getting up there in age, so he's all right. Defensive line's okay. Yeah. Linebacking core, depending on where Isaiah Simmons plays, they haven't listed the linebacker on this yet. So, I mean, between him, Hassan, uh, Hassan Reddick, Chandler Jones, they've got a solid linebacker core, in my opinion. Quarterback-wise, they're pretty set. Okay, I wouldn't say pretty set, but I like Patrick Peterson. I like Byron Murphy. Robert Alford's a little old. I think he's good enough. 
Cornerback's not too bad. Safety, obviously, you got Buda Baker. He is a pretty promising prospect out of Washington. He did a pretty well last year. And then Deontay Thompson, not the other safety. I'm assuming that's where they're going to play him. Yeah. He's all right. So, I mean, the defensive line's a little shaky, but the Cardinals' defense is looking, you know, good enough. They'll get the job done, my, I think, at least. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you, what do you think their record, the Cardinals' record, is going to be this year? I'm going to go out on a bold prediction, say like nine and seven. Okay. I, mean, I know I've talked to you about this. I don't remember if it was on a podcast or not, but so many of the Cardinals' games were within seven points. So many of them. Yeah. And they went five, five and five, ten, ten and one. They won five games, and they should have at least won. Eight you know, or nine. If they were a touchdown more, they could have won like nine, ten games. Yeah. So. With adding D-Hop, you know, you got your you got your running back situation solved out with Kenny Drake, Kyler Murray in a sophomore season. You got you picked up Isaiah Simmons. I know I've talked about like four of the podcasts, but I'm super happy about that. <laughs> yeah, look out for the Cardinals. The Cardinals can make a splash. Yeah, 100%. So, um, that's going to wrap it up for us right now. Um, about an hour podcast, so if you're still here, thank you for listening. Um. Yeah, obviously, like I said, next episode we're gonna we'll t- we'll dive into the NFL schedules. We'll do another like maybe roster outlook. We'll find some other stuff for you guys. Probably some more news will come out, um, due to like leagues starting back up or whatever. So yeah, I think that's it. Uh, Jerry, you have anything else to add? Um, I know I I missed this when we were talking about UFC, but during uh during fight night on Saturday. Dana White posted about Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz said something about him. Uh, oh, no. I don't remember exactly what. Oh, here we, here we go. And then McGregor fired back and told him to shut up. Uh-oh. We could be looking at the uh, third bout of McGregor versus Diaz. I know, Ethan, you don't watch too much UFC, but I'm, if that happens... You can guarantee I'm buying that pay-per-view. I, I would love to see McGregor fight Diaz for a third Wait, bout. what happened the first two... Diaz McGregor fights. Did McGregor win both? No, Diaz submitted him in one of them, and McGregor beat him in the other. Oh, so it's like so one, it's one one. So tiebreaker. Yeah, it definitely would be a good. Fight. And I do you think McGregor would fight like Khabib again ever? He wants to. Uh, I I think Dana White, for money reasons, would probably try and put it on. But I don't know. I love McGregor, so I'd love to see him fight whoever he can fight. Sweet. Alright, so signing, so I guess, is that it? We're good? Yeah. Alright, so, again, um, thank you for watching this video. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, we'll try to get some maybe more special guests on soon. So, signing off for Double FM Sports, I'm Ethan Fager. I'm Jeremy Zarek. And uh, we'll see you next time. Take care.